0: Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au.
1: Over the past three weeks, we've looked at our responses or reactions to people who are difficult in our lives and... We've been challenged to change our reactions. Um, We've also looked at some of the characteristics of people who've got personality disorders, such as borderline personality and narcissistic personality. And it's in that that we've also considered our own narcissistic responses to trauma and difficulties. Because there's a bit of that in all of us. That's right. Yes. And last week, we considered things to do when we're dealing with difficult people in general and some tips to help us cope in the workplace and family and community uh, where there's inevitable difficulties occur that we've, we've had a look at. And this week, we're hoping to get into something a little bit harder, um, like dealing with people with personality disorders. Okay,
0: so how would you define personality disorders then? <laughs>
1: Well, people with a personality disorder have um, have become stuck in their moral development. So, the moral development is where you uh, can see the perspective of another. And so they get stuck in being able to t- take that perspective. It's pretty easy to consider um, moral development according to a spectrum. So if you look at a spectrum um, of naught to 10, where naught is where your development starts, and as you move along the scale in your development, in your ability to see other people's Perspective, yes. you move up towards the ten. So ten is when you're able to really see the world see other people's situations and so on and understand that. So at ten you're able to have complete compassion for another person or feel completely at ease with ourselves and not have the need to defend our own ego. Yep. Now Jesus gives us a lot of examples of how we how to interact with difficult people. Yes he does at the ten. Yes. Um, but most of us struggle along the scale and most of us move back and forward uh, at various points of our lives. But the person with a personality disorder has had a reaction or experiences early in their lives which have led them to become stuck in their development.
0: So it's more an experience from outside rather than something inside them?
1: Yes. Well, Usually. yes and no. Yeah. They They don't actually see they have to fit into others. Yes. Rather, they see others have to fit into them because okay. they haven't been able to gather their own sense of perspective. Um, they can see the world only from their own perspective and they want to put forward their own egos. Yeah. So their moral development or moral reasoning, the way they think, it's become stuck, and they continue with their with other people almost like treating them as though um, they are like tools rather than actual people. Yes. So just to clarify this, though, just because someone's had a trauma or an abusive situation in their childhood doesn't mean that they're going to develop a personality disorder. Oh, no, no. Um, and it's it's rather the reaction to the trauma that leads to the personality disorder. Okay. And so there are many people who react to trauma by learning and reflecting and growing as a result of the trauma and these people don't get personality disorders. Mm. But there, And there are also very many victims who've been abused by someone with a personality disorder and their reactions are often incredibly humbling. Yes. But these people are often unaware of the extent of, of control and abuse that's over them by the person with the personality disorder. And they've often got very poor self-esteem and a huge amount of self-doubt, which is the opposite To the person with the personality disorder. So
0: you're talking about narcissistic personality. Mm, That's What are some of the characteristics of that then?
1: Well, narcissistic personality is only one of the personality disorders, but I use that that because it's quite a um, a marked characteristics. Now, some of these, and I'll list them and we can go through them bit by bit. Um, Lack of empathy. Uh, they're dominant and have a demanding behaviour. They can be manipulative um, of power and they ma- manipulate people to gain what they want. Uh, they have illusions of grandeur or they might actually be martyrs, so sort of do the martyr, the poor yes. me. Oh, they have very much a blame and shame mentality. They can demand others to do things for them, a very high sense of entitlement. Um they might be close to someone, then all of a sudden become an enemy as the, resu- as the relationship puts a demand on them. They might have behaviours that demand the centre of attention or others have to fit into their world. They might be a bully to get what they want and they feel justified for this because they consider other people to be quite stupid. Um, they might actually have over-the-top revengeful reactions when they've been crossed in any way.
0: Okay, so those are some of the characteristics How do we cope with these so that almost we don't get abused or put down in the process?
1: The first step in dealing with someone with a personality disorder is to work on yourself. Okay. Get some sense of your own purpose and your own meaning in your life. If you're dealing with someone with a narcissistic or um, borderline or sociopathic personality, it's very, very hard, and eventually bring you down to be exhausted with a huge amount of self doubt. So you start to believe the blame and the shame that's been put on you, and you become used to the manipulation, and you tiptoe around their demands. So when you notice you're absorbed by the demands, it's actually time then to go and get some help.
0: Okay, let's talk about some of the specifics then. Lack of empathy.
1: Look, in order to deal with the narcissistic person who's actually, you actually need to think like them. Now, that's really hard. Well, maybe it's not that hard. If you're not, (laughs) yes.
0: One yourself. Yes,
1: but it's very often you get absorbed with their thinking and it can actually do your head in. But Mm. think, if you can think how they may think when they have no ability to empathize, you can think like that. You can actually imagine their next reaction, which is going to be self-protection or self-adulation or self-righteousness.
0: Okay. yes, yep. And if
1: you can think like that, you can then predict their next step and that'll mean you'll feel a bit more prepared for their next move so it doesn't catch you unawares. What if
0: they're the domineering type? You mentioned that.
1: Look, if you're in a relationship when this person's dominant, you will need to find somewhere in your life where you can be free from them Mm. and have a sense of your own control. And that might simply be having an interest or a hobby or a sport or a friendship that will give you a bit of a yes moment. Um, It means that you can have some sort of control over your life there, but it's a catch. If you look like you're having too much fun or you're having doing too well, the narcissistic person will attempt to take that away from you. So keep it quiet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it <laughs> quietly.
0: So you mentioned the two opposites as well. The illusions or delusions of grandeur, but also the martyrdom. How do I respond to those
1: look if this person's not a dominant person in your life, rather someone you work with or you 've got an extend in your extended family you- and like you don 't have to live with them, you can give them some airplay if they like to talk about themselves, let them and okay, give yes. and, and give them compliments. Um, If you compete with them, particularly around Christmas time or, you know, around the dinner table, if you compete with them for what they're doing or try and beat their stories with your stories, you'll find them getting annoyed at you and they will sabotage your relationships. Yes. Um, They'll see you as a threat. So it's really important that you don't threaten them. Now, it sounds like you're being a bit of a doormat, but it's rather... You're actually creating a safe place for them.
0: It's not encouraging them to be even worse before me.
1: It may do.
0: Okay, yep. Okay, Okay,
1: but you remember too they're feeling quite threatened. So when someone's threatened, it's actually important to create a safe place. If they feel admired, they're less likely to hurt people. Mm. They might begin to relax and they might be less threatened, but... If you see them starting to use the admiration that you've given them as a way of abusing others, yeah. it's time to withdraw and to take other people with you. If they seek to get you to agree with them in abusing someone else, um, it, it's really important to pull back. Yeah. They may want you to support their racial or their derogatory or degrading comments of other people, so it's... If, so they feel like everyone's on their team. And if that's the case, they're wanting to gain more power and you become an advocate for that. So it's time for you to withdraw. Don't go there. Mm-hmm.
0: What about blame and shame, that mentality, len
1: Look, the, na- the narcissistic person can't empathise with anyone else and they see others as being a cause of their pain. So they seek to blame and shame and then punish so if you've had if you've made a mistake, they'll attempt to make you pay for that mistake. Mm. If the mistake is large, you can be sure that you'll be blamed and shamed ten times more Great. for that mistake. And they can actually become quite obsessed with the hurt that you caused them, and they wish more more hurt onto you.
0: Yes, I'm sure.
1: And it's because there's been a narcissistic injury. Now, all of us feel less at times, and if we realize that we're not as good as we'd like to be, we feel injured. Um, Or others don't like us as much as we want, we also feel injured. Now, that's the narcissistic part of all of us. Yeah. But the narcissistic personality doesn't put this into perspective and can't gather the perspective of others at all. So there's no doubt in their mind that an injury has been done to them, so they must punish someone for it. Yeah. And it becomes really hard. So the more you defend yourself or just justify yourself, the worse the punishment becomes. Now, often it means you just have to write it out. And to help you do that, this is time to gather the perspective of other people around you who know that you actually are a good person. And it's time like that that you need to withdraw and not react. Okay. So it's it's actually not helpful to fight.
0: No, I'm sure that's true. But, you know, it's probably my every instinct.
1: That's right. It'll make things much worse for you. Yes. Um, The blame and shame punishment is often relentless and oftentimes it's designed to evoke others to react. So the narcissist is justified.
0: What about the sense of entitlement? You know, and they're demanding <laughs> that you know you jump, and I just ask how high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, working with someone who's narcissistic. They'll inevitably command other people to do things for them, and in, they'll enjoy the power that that creates. Yes. And and this is okay when all people are working together. But if you're the tabby cat, remember in the story of the lion and the tabby and the little and the black cat, mm. um, now that's the person who's there to do the task. You'll find it hard when they're laying back and not pulling their weight, and you're actually doing all the work. If that's the case, it's likely that you will always pick up more of the work for them, and all than them, and they'll actually take the glory for it. It's a really humbling experience, but if it means the job gets done and you avoid the conflict, it may actually be helpful.
0: But I can hear lots of people saying,
1: that's unfair. It's not fair. How do I cope with that? It's just not fair. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how it is.
0: That's it. Full stop. Yes. Mm. Okay. What's likely to happen when you can't do all their work and meet every kind of unfair demand?
1: If you're working with a narcissistic person and they see you as not doing what they want for them, you will stop being useful. Yes. They'll either get someone else to do the job or they'll start to turn others around, around you against you. Yeah. So my experience with helping people through this is to advise them to either get out and get another job if the behaviour becomes a bullying and power situation.
0: Because that's not legal as well. No. You know, there's that recourse. No. Hopefully.
1: But if they put their head down and become pleasant at work and do their tasks and gather their strengths away from work, they manage to probably cope with the situation. Yes. Um, sometimes our reactions to people like this are a potential for our own growth. Yeah. And if we don't well. react or defend and bite back when it's evoked, we can often get in touch with the narcissistic person inside of each of us. And we can actually move towards a more moral and compassionate response. So here it's important to see the bigger picture and actually consider other people around us as as they watch our performance.
0: And we will need to be acting like the grown-up. Can you give us an example of where you've seen this kind of thing happen or an example that we can relate to?
1: Look, there's a really well-demonstrated example by the reaction that Jesus had to the most, the very self-important man called Simon, who asked him for dinner as a public humiliation exercise. Yes. Now, Jesus quietly took his place. He didn't react to not being welcomed and put down, but this was witnessed by many people in the crowd, and in particular a woman who loved him so much and she wanted to wash his feet with her expensive perfume and dry his feet with her hair. Mm. Now, his response was to tell the story of forgiveness, asking Simon, who would love the master the most. And uh, he said, who will love the master the most? The person who thought they had a lot to forgive and ask for it? The woman in front of him, for example. Or the person who thought they had little to forgive, which was the narcissistic person that is Simon. Yes. Simon had to consider his own place in that. So that was a bit of a point of growth for Simon. Mm-hmm. Whether he was capable or not, Jesus made the point. We're all to come to God and see ourselves as needing forgiveness. Yes. And our love will grow and our personalities will develop when we let go of how great we think we are. <laughs> yeah. So when we're dealing with anyone narcissistic or not, we can see that the interactions is a, a means of learning about the narcissistic person within us and the potential for all of us to become narcissistic and self focused. That's right, and then to consider ourselves in front of the master and think of what his response would be. That's a
0: great example, actually. In such a series of great Worsley wisdom, as we call it in our Human Condition segment, Lynn Worsley, it's been a wonderful series. Thank you so much for all your work that you put into this every week. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.